Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey, welcome to IKEA, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your IKEA items for store credit. Or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Can you say... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. (laughs) And Josh Whittacombe. Josh very good. There we go. Was good, wasn't it? That was. That is Dylan, who's almost four, and his sister Rosie, who's seven months in the background here in West Wales. West Wales is lovely. Oh. That I've added that bit. Oh, by the way, might not be true. Could be awful. No, it's it's genuinely it's 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 a wonderful. Do you want to hear something funny, Rob? Sorry to get distracted. <laughs> yeah, go on. Does this make me a terrible human being, Rob? Oh yeah, I love um, these conversations. Go on. But when everyone starts that, uh, it's never actually something that's terrible. Like I've just I just I've just murdered someone. Obviously my wife is dead. seven de- and a half. Dead now? Pregnant. Oh no, she's like okay, cool. I just looked out the window <laughs> yeah. and it started to um snow, astonishingly. Ooh. And I just looked out the window. I was like, Oh, it's snowing, and I looked down into the garden and saw Rose. Desperately trying to manhandle the garden furniture into the shed. (laughs) (laughs) And then I pressed play on the uh, voice memo and got on with the podcast. Like a good good guy, Doug. Do you want to go and help or is she right now? She's stopped now. (laughs) What, like on on purpose or she just clapped? (laughs) She's completely She's just weirdly lying down in the snow. Why is it fucking snowing, Rob? It was 20 degrees last week. I know I got sunburnt on Sunday. Now it's like snowing this week. It's yeah. not ridiculous. Um, how you been, Josh? Um, you, is your child on Easter holidays or still in school? Oh, pre-school? mate. Yeah, so my friend who goes to the same nursery as me on Thursday turns up at nursery to pick up his son. I uh, said, so I'll see you tomorrow, guys. And they're like, no, no, it's good Friday. Yeah. And he's like, oh, right. Okay, yeah, well, see you on Tuesday then. And they're like, no, it's off next week. He had no idea and about Easter. He, he didn't know there was an Easter holiday, and he and neither did I. So your school... I've just got a text from uh, Rose saying it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hurry up before our fucking furniture breaks. <laughs> um, I sorry, So I thought that yours was just like a, a nursery preschool thing that was just all the time. So did I, mate. So he puts <laughs> on the group... 
Because <laughs> you don't have half terms, do you? No. No. He puts in the group, you're not going to believe what's just happened. I've made a right prat of myself. I've only just um, found out at the gate that next week's off. Yeah. And we're like, what? Next week's off? <laughs> <laughs> so how long are they off for? One week? One week. I'm away filming, Rob. The furniture's the least of Rose's problems, to be honest with you. Um, and so she'll have a three-year-old and be heavily pregnant and you'll be filming and sleeping in hotels. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm staying in a hotel on Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh, only one night. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. At least you'll be back in the evenings to help. It's my birthday on Thursday. Oh, that's exciting. What are you doing? Well, I'm filming um, from 8.30 until 10 and then I'm wrapped for the day. So I've kind of got my birthday, which I was thinking I was going to, you know. Because this is the Friday's episode, but we're recording it before Friday. Oh, yeah, so I'll have, I'll have just had my birthday. You'll have Thank just you. had your birthday. Okay, fair enough. So you or you can't really do anything. You can have some people in the garden. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly just leave. Wait, well, just wait a week and then we'll meet up. We need to meet me. You and Michael need to meet up. Yes, properly. let's still, do that. I've only seen Michael once, ever, I think. Yeah, well, he sounds better. Someone emailed in. Yeah. They love it. I mean, his voice is so popular. Yeah. So they emailed in and they said this, Rob. We are getting sex messages for Michael's voice, aren't we? Yeah. Is it a sex message? Or we're not reading them out, are we? Hi, Josh, Rob, and the man who occasionally speaks unexpectedly in a deep baritone voice. I think he'd prefer the word producer yeah. to describe him, but he'll take that. Do you want, do you want this email anyway, Rob? Or yes, please, it? yeah. From Lucy Cullen. Uh, I just, it's not too saucy because there is a, there is, we've got a very strange demographic of people with kids, people without kids, like teenagers, listen, loads of grandparents and older people at the school gates have told me they listen. Also, there's a, there's a very sort of, um, I'd say a group of horny single mums that are very, <laughs> they're very, <laughs> I'm very keen on Michael's voice, and I think lockdown's really, you know, fermenting <laughs> that lust. Well, do you know who else listens? Yeah, uh, Ed Gamble's uh, mother-in-law or mother-in-law to be. Yeah, because uh, he texted me about um, his Easter Easter lunch, and he said, um, "Oh, he's always eat Easter lunch classic." What did yeah, he have? Course. All right, mate. Have uh, what a did he have? What did he have for lunch? Let's drag that out for an hour. Fucking chances. <laughs> Joking. I'm I can't I like find it. I can't I like fucking find it. Ed Gamble, I'll tell you this story about Ed Gamble's mother-in-law. Um, I think it's still the, he's still with the same partner, but is she the person that runs the studios? She used to run the she dressing rooms. She used to run ITV studio- studios before they um, yeah. got rid of them, yeah. So I remember complaining to Ed Gamble about how shit my dressing room was in front of his girlfriend. Um, and uh, that basically, I was just slagging off her mum. Oh, mate. It was all right. But to be fair, it was a shit dressing room. She knew. It was like a, it's like a corridor they give you. But also, the dinners they used to do, they used to give, do so at dinner, but they would give you a lasagna as big as your head. And this, they weren't being tight there. They're very generous. Oh, a lasagna yeah. as big as your head with, like, chips and garlic bread. 20 minutes before you did the yeah, show. Exhausted. And all you want to do after that is go to sleep. <laughs> I couldn't get my head around it. It was mental. All I wanted to do, I'd have a lasagna, have a garlic bread. All I want to do is rip the news to shreds, Rob. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I couldn't go to Italian restaurants after that. I'd, I'd have to be the main, and then over, you know, an Afrogato, I'm just absolutely slamming Corbyn. <laughs> Eat like Eric Pickles, slag off Eric Pickles. <laughs> right. Who? Which episode she's describing here? A mad brummy man. He stays up all night with a baby <laughs> and has a fry up and goes to bed. Tom Barry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. A mad brummy man. Um, what, yeah. um, oh, um, sorry, what was the message about Michael's voice? Oh, yeah, okay. Everyone says, uh, this is the beginning of their emails, but I love, love the podcast, etc. Right, on the subject of my email, when you were discussing naming a baby that 
directly after it's born is probably not the best time to ask someone to make a decision that will affect the person for the rest of their life. It made me think of my two children. Rosie is 13 and Wilfred uh, is, I'll end with the name, age. They put Rosie is 13 and Wilfred is. On the surface, these names... He's a philosopher. He just is. (laughs) He's a human being, not a human doing, Josh. On the surface, these names seem quite normal and inoffensive. But I realised last year that for short, I call them Fred and Rose. (laughs) Yeah, that in itself is not too bad. But my surname is Westmacott. (laughs) When I first realised this, I suddenly declared, oh my fucking God, I've named my children after the two most notorious serial killers in British history. She must have known. Rose, my Rose, not the original Rose West, found it funny, thankfully. Uh, So there we go. Wow, Fred and Rose West. Um, Josh, I've got a salty Josh Widdicombe story. Oh, well. Well, it's not, really, it's not really that salty. This is an old school friend of Josh. Hi, Rob and Josh. Loved your recent podcast, Friends of School Days. As a fellow classmate of Josh's, I can confirm school dinners were in fact delivered from another school, which was luxurious enough to have its own kitchen. They arrived in big, bright orange hot locks, which are regularly late. Is that correct? I don't remember them arriving, so I, I presume so. This is Steph Martin, and it's got Tylee or Tilly in a Yeah, bracket. Steph Tylee. Yeah, yeah Steph Tylee. So you know Steph Tylee. Anyway. The whole phone in the order number, though, reminded me of other aspects of the primary school. For example, our school was so small, it, did require, it didn't require a full-time secretary. Um, so basically, there was someone that came in twice a week, which meant due to the lack of school secretary, a child in year six was nominated to be the phone monitor. Yeah, correct. So, is this correct? So whenever the phone rang, this child would get, we've got to run out of their classroom yeah, and vomit is... down a corridor to answer a phone. That is absolutely... 100% sure, and I'd completely forgotten it. Okay, here we go. Oh, this sounds like that's a routine being written for you here, Josh, already. Do you know what, Rob? Yeah. This kind of email is hugely, hugely helpful if, for instance, you're writing a book about growing up uh, in the middle of nowhere in the 90s, yeah. for instance. Exactly. And, and you were slightly short of the word count, so keep reading. If you could forward the email on for me, Rob, so yeah. i just have to copy and paste, that would be <laughs> ideal. <laughs> And you bombed as phone monitor. I used to bomb it down that hallway like Fatima Whitbread trying to find yeah. Medic Bob. <laughs> that is mad. So that if you phoned the school, a kid a would year answer. six would have to run and answer the phone. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Anyway, Josh was the year above me in school, but as our I school was. was so teeny, there was only two classes. Yeah. We were in the same class for years. There was one incident where we had a supply teacher coming twice a week to teach us science. It's now concerning to think our standard teacher wasn't capable of this. <laughs> one day she <laughs> g- one day she gave about 10 of us brand new class thermometers, each for an experiment. She explained that to call them, we had to hold them in the air. She went on to explain that actual scientists waved them in the air to cool them down quicker, but we wouldn't be doing this due to the risk of breakage. To this day, I still will not understand why you would give that information to a group of 9, 10 and 11-year-olds. It's mental yeah. that 9, 10, 11 were all taught at the same level. You know, following my very scientific temperature check-in, I calmly held my thermometer in the air to cool. When I say calmly, there was a small amount of calm waving like the scientist I wanted to be. The item clearly ended up on the floor in pieces. My mum made me pay the £12 to replace it out of my pocket money, which took me six weeks. In the early 90s, the most annoying thing... She was on two quid a week. She was on two quid a week. (laughs) The most annoying thing about this whole event is that I would have gotten away with my original statement of, I'm sorry, miss, I was just holding it and it accidentally dropped. Had 
Mr. Widdicombe not piped up with, she shook it, miss. I saw her. No, I didn't do that. Dirty grass. I have no memory of that. I have no memory of that. Grass rat. Do you know what? I hate myself for that. Dirty grass wanker, John. (laughs) You salty grass bitch. Fucking, what do you want in your glass of salt, you big grass whore? Sorry, Josh, I got a bit carried away. Anyway, I totally agree with you on that one, Rob. That yeah. is totally unacceptable behaviour. Yeah, but I think when you're young, when you're a kid, you do do stuff like that, uh, you know. Yeah. But you know, I, I, you're not grass anymore. I'd say um, I'm pretty sure he was still angry with me because I was two questions ahead of him in our maths booklet. I mean, I oh don't know. fuck yeah, Stephanie was the only person better than me at maths. <laughs> I can see. Oh wow! Now there's I a motive. Stephanie was so good at maths; it was insane. So good at maths. She's better she was than you below me, Rob. And she was better than you at maths in a class of three. Wow! Oh come on! <laughs> You'd have thought we got taught maths, but no, we pretty much just did booklets to work through at our own pace in our classroom. Fuck we it had to, Stephanie, not, because we were different ages. This is not a. Fu- this is worse than if like I just. This is worse than the homeschooling we did for our kids. You just had a booklet. <laughs> Turns out Josh has a highly competitive streak, and you do, Josh, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I'd say, which I think is a good thing. It's why you're successful. That said, I was told at parents' evening that it was important to take my time, and not everything was a competition with Josh. They're having a freaking laugh, surely. Of course, it's a bloody competition. We're 10 years old. It feels like it's a bit of a chemistry with you and Stephanie here. I'm glad to hear Josh has settled down. I'm thrilled to hear he has the little one on the way. It sounds like a jilted ex at the moment. I'm so glad he's settled down. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think he's still trying to aim for the relationship Chris Campkin and I had through our primary school years. Whoa, 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 whoa. Never going to happen, Josh. Josh, did you fancy Stephanie? Um, well, interesting you should say that, Rob. Yes. I did have a brief six-hour relationship with Stephanie that she's written out of you history. You fucking there. stallion. <laughs> six hours. Oh. Yeah. Wow, what a man. Um, so what happened? Was that just in a school day or something? No, so oh, this is such a good story, Rob. Well, she says, Chris Campkin, you described them as the Posh and Becks of primary school because they well, were that together have been, in primary I'm, school. I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. Yeah. That would have been very prescient as we left in 1994. So I don't know how I managed to do that. Yeah, but I don't think you called them that at the time. I think in, oh, in right. retrospect, you referred to them. Because obviously, the, the, the rejection from Stephanie has burnt quite deeply within you. Right. Better well, at I'd maths say if, if they interested. were posh and becks, then Rob, yeah. I was Rebecca Luce. <laughs> you wanked off a pig at school. How rural was, <laughs> how rural was this school? You There's wanked a reality pig. reference I get, Rob. <laughs> exactly. You know that one. Um, right. So, so what? Yeah. So, what happened with the, the relationship with you and Stephanie? Well, essentially, you know how when you're a kid and you get, uh, you know, suddenly a boyfriend and girlfriend with someone, it's not, you know, just because someone's yeah. decided that you hold hands or just you're near them for a bit because you're yeah, out. exactly, exactly. That happened um, after school. We were having a party one time, various people, and then um, Stephanie was stood on a sleeping bag. Yeah, asked me to take the sleeping bag from under her feet, which I think. I don't rush the blood to the head. I tried to do that trick with the uh, tablecloth and the things. <laughs> yep. She went over. I was dumped. Game over. Back with oh. Chris Campbell. Well, she said she'd like to apologise for letting you down, though. I just don't think the whole white, blonde, curly hair thing did it for me. Maybe I could have been a I little friendlier. I had straight friendlier. hair. I had straight hair. Well, uh, maybe, she said maybe I could have been friendlier than the no way she gave you when that note was passed across the classroom. She has made that. Oh. Did you pass her a note? 
I have no memory of that, Rob. Well, maybe your brains, because she rejected you, your brains got rid of that memory. Yeah. Brains look after themselves, don't they? Exactly. And she screamed no way at you. This death stuff, wow. I mean, I would love to know, is she still with Chris Campkin? (laughs) I don't think so, because they both went to my secondary school. And they weren't together at that point. Chris Campkin, um, I follow on Instagram, and he he works on those David Attenborough documentaries. Does he? So he's a catch. He is a catch. He's one of those posh blokes at the end that show you how they made it. <laughs> it's always posh, isn't it? It's never like, never a geezer. Judging by his Instagram, yeah, it's it's not it's not a hive of working class activity. No, me show, and Christopher it? and Jasper were here for seven <laughs> weeks waiting for the reticulated draft to arrive, and what a sight it was! It's never just like, yeah, me and Steve got here about a week ago, and uh, yeah, it's fuck all in. <laughs> We've been waiting ages. We're just waiting for Attenborough to text us what he wants. He has got a special camera, judging by his Instagram. He's got like Ooh. a camera that he's always going on about. Well, that's that, maybe why. Maybe you know. To be fair, though, you know, she she picked well, Stephanie. She got someone that worked on Attenborough shows. She missed out on you know TV's second funniest blonde man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, there right. we go. Do you know what is interesting? Just how different you remember things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think genuinely though, my brain is very good at deleting stuff that was traumatic. And, yeah. But what happens is you your consciousness is still aware of it and it still makes you behave in certain ways from it, right? It's a bit, this is getting a bit deeper philosophical. Because yeah, yeah. that's why people go to therapy because you talk about things. And as you talk about it, you go, bloody hell, that happened. <gasps> so that explains why I act like that in certain situations. So like, for example, I did a corporate and I died on my ass. So it was over in Celtic Manor in Wales, right? I was told it was formal black tie event. I went like I was hosting a Royal Variety and it was for a mechanics and every, there was people there in shorts and flip-flops. It was men's, it was like oh. Butlin's function room oh like vibe it was in the beautiful Celtic manor and i walked on and i got the name of the company wrong stood up there like bob monkhouse as smart as you've ever seen and i got the name of the company wrong someone screamed fuck off and i died for 20 minutes to oh. absolute silence oh. and oh, then it, and it was awful and i ran off and then there was a tour manager that went we just got to get in the car and drive immediately just drive just drive <laughs> and then he drove and as soon as we got to a garage i went in and got six cans of stella and down three of them on the m4 just to Amazing. escape and then on the way home, some I think we the tour manager was driving. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I drove me out myself. <laughs> we were driving home, and then the, the tour manager guy t- took the wrong turn, and it put another half an hour on the journey. It was horrible. The atmosphere was awful in the car, and it was one of the worst nights of my life gigging. And then, like two days later, tour manager texted and said, "Oh, sorry about like taking the wrong turn the other night." And I was like, "What?" I'd completely forgotten every aspect of that evening, just because my oh, brain wow. was like, alt, control, delete, task manager, get rid, get rid, end program. Yeah. And uh, so I think that stuff like that might have happened, but if the first time you get rejected by a girl at school, even if you're like, hey, it is brutal, isn't it? I just don't believe it happened, Rob. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, by the way, I'm referring to you having a bad gig, obviously. Oh, I yeah, just yeah. don't believe it happened. No, that was bad also as well. I pride myself on smashing gigs for mechanics. I still think the best yeah, performance I ever gave was at the Air Conditioning and Refrigeration Awards. You I've know, done that one. If you're going to give me a brand called Smeg, I'm going to deliver some fucking home runs. <laughs> anyway, um, Josh, I've got I've got one more-ish. We do this one before we introduce yeah, our guest. I, I put out an appeal to anyone who's listening who's got stories about going to primary school with either of us. Oh and yes, to I give us t- any yes. memories of ourselves at primary school um, that we can then see whether we remember. Yeah, let's know. I mean, I, I, where I went to primary school, Josh, a couple of my mates from primary school didn't know what podcasts were until about eighteen months ago. So I don't know, you know, 
I still think it's a stiff-necked dominated world, but I think a few loose-necked mates. At my, most of my mates from school listen to the Magic Sponge I did with Jimmy Bullard. It's a bit more geezery, isn't it? You're less likely to get Philippa Perry on that one, aren't you? Well, I don't know. She did do, uh, I think, trials at Northampton. <laughs> she used to love uh, pissing in people's shoes for banter. Anyway, right, here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh. All the talk about how Josh's daughter will react to her new sibling remind me of this story. Many years ago now, a friend of mine had a six-year-old boy and a newborn baby girl. She had left the children unattended together for five minutes while she went into the kitchen to make a brew. The baby girl was strapped safely into a bouncy chair and the boy was playing quietly. I do love all these stories where it's obvious that the children are being cared for, but parents or friends of parents have to make it clear that it was safe in case yeah. like the NSPCC are listening where like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were fine. They were just playing with knives and, um, you know, starting the gas fire. Anyway, they, they were safe. They were strapped in the chair and the boy was playing quietly. She heard him giggling while she was in the kitchen, but thought nothing of it. She came back into the living room to her absolute horror, discovered what her little boy had been doing. He had only decorated his little sister's face with a black permanent oh, sharpie marker pen. Good. God. Oh, she rang the God. GP for advice and was told she could only wipe it daily with cotton wool and water and mild soap and she could not scrub her daughter's delicate skin. She had oh, to go about God. her daily life. How old was the daughter, sorry? Newborn. You're talking like Fuck strapped off. into his chair though, she says. So, oh no, trapped into the bouncer. So she can probably support a bouncer, probably six, six months old or younger basically. She had to go about her daily life and attend baby weighing clinics with a baby's face covered in oh-so-slowly fading marker pen. Absolutely astonishing. Awful. Because if you explain it, it's sort of quite funny, but then the judgment comes, doesn't it? So where were you? Does it say how long it took? Uh, Yeah, No, she says, my daughter's 16 now and her face is still coloured in. (laughs) No, no, it just said a, a few weeks to disappear, so... Do you know what? That's quicker than I'd have thought. That's the only positive, is a few weeks. Well, there's only one way to find out how long it would take. When your baby arrives, Josh, give it a quick colour. <laughs> Draw a moustache on it. Maybe go for a blue, a bit of smurf vibe, and uh, see how long it takes. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, wicked. Okay, well, Josh, we introduce our guest this week. Who have we got this week? We have the brilliant Jess Nappett, um, who has one child and... She has moved back to the UK during lockdown from a certain place called LA. And now lives in a lovely Yorkshire village. Yeah. What a culture shock. Where she grew up, which is quite interesting. Where she grew up. Because that always happens. It's happened to me. I'm not too far. I'd like to go back to where I grew up and settle a few scores about lies that have been told about (laughs) me at primary school, Rob. Oh dear! You, let, 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 we could get more info from Stephanie about that note being passed. Maybe you could sue if her you for could, If you could forward on her email address, Rob. Oh, don't so mate! You're happily married. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't go down that path. It's nostalgia. <laughs> uh, right here's just snap it and enjoy, people. And we'll speak to you next week or after. We speak after the episode. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com.
Hello, Jess Nappet. How are you? Hi, lads. Should we, should we pretend that we haven't just had a 20-minute tech nightmare? <laughs> Can we? Yeah, I yeah. mean, we could all, you know, we could tell everyone all about it, but I think it would be as, as boring an intro as the last 20 minutes have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, you know, that's fair enough. But we should, we should say you're in Yorkshire and your internet is patchy, correct? Yes. Correct. Rob, are you putting those out as two separate facts or are you yeah. trying to relate them? I wasn't no, I'm sure. just saying it must it has it been a difficult pan like online at home working pandemic with slower broadband? It this it honestly has only just happened oh. in like the last few weeks that it started getting this bad. When I was in right at the beginning of, of the pandemic I was in a, a much more remote cottage. Because my husband's American, so we were living in we were living in LA, which I can't say without sounding like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's I fair mean, enough. You, can't, you can say America, that sounds better, but then when the, the more specific you get, California, yeah. living in California, that sounds a bit wanky. And then you say, I was living in LA, and people are all right, fuck off, mate. The West Coast? Could you say the West Coast? That's worse, isn't it? That is worse. Yeah. That is worse. Los Angeles, I think. Is that better? Los Angeles, I suppose, is better, <laughs> isn't it? The, how about the opposite <laughs> side of America to New York? Could you say that? So I was living in the opposite side to America of New York. Oh, no, I can't say that. I got it wrong. You can't say that physically. It sounds like someone writing a book that isn't hitting their word limit. <laughs> You sound like you're speaking from experience, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if I were to write a book, I would reference the show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here Now a lot because that really pumps through the word count, <laughs> if, if I were to, but I'm not saying I am. And so you were living in LA, Jess. Yeah. And for the listeners, what's your child set up? My child, child is one child of three years old. Okay, and girl. you've had that child, that girl in LA. Correct, no, I had her in London and then transported her back and forth between London and LA for two years of the poor child's life. Oh. <laughs> oh. And How was the poor that? life of you, presumably, if you're going between London and LA with a baby. It's a lot of long-haul flights. <laughs> it's a lot of long-haul flights. It's a lot of just being tired and changing nappies on planes and getting told off by uh, hostesses and, you know... What did you get told off for? I changed a nappy on a seat once, and apparently you're not allowed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the pilots, was it? Do you think that's quite a harsh rule? Yeah, it was a free seat, wasn't it? It wasn't someone who got up to go to the toilet and you'd use their seat while they were gone, was it? (laughs) No, but it wasn't... it wasn't a dump. It was was just a wet nap. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put it in the bin. But yeah. um, I mean, I'm making myself sound. I know what that looks like. I've said it now. That's my that was my opening gambit as well. <laughs> I think that's an acceptable thing to do. So was it was it a, a seat you'd paid for, or was it a rogue seat? Well, it was a rogue seat, and I because what had happened was my husband had bought a ticket, but decided the last minute decided he wasn't coming. <laughs> so I was flying alone with her. Oh. And then, so that, but I had bought her a seat because she was just at that age where, because I think it's at two, isn't it, where you have to buy yeah. them a seat. But she was like, but they don't sit in at all. No, they don't. But she was just at that age where she couldn't sit on my knee. Yeah. For, so you was operating a three seat system. So I did have a three seat system on the go. 
And for some reason, the air hostess just sort of took a disliking to me because I had three seats. And right, right, right from the off, she was quite rude to me. And, and then at one point she said, um, we do have other people with, chil- with children on this plane, you know. <laughs> They're not the ones that hate me. It's the one without children that hate me. Uh, yeah. Actually, we got, a, we got quite a good system going down because basically if you've got uh if you're flying on a long-haul flight you get tv screens don't you so yeah i mean I, i'm kind of like this anyway as a parent just my motto is whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> i think that is a great motto i i've given up i've given up with any like any kind of rule or and it's pointless because <laughs> I, like I, don't, I mean, she. I don't want to be having arguments with a three-year-old. So, <laughs> so you, so you saying let them have whatever they want is your approach? My approach is honestly, just yeah, whatever they, whatever they want. Actually, what was quite nice is I read Philippa Perry's book. I know she's been on the show, and that she has a technique called love bombing. So, what is love bombing? It's when you um, do whatever they want all day, <laughs> and they're in charge. And so, like, if they want to play it being, you know, uh, jungle animals, then you do that. And then whatever food they want to make, you make it with them. You do basically whatever they want to do all day. They have the best day (laughs) ever. And then they love you at the end of the day. That's the idea. Okay. And did you do it? And so I did that. And then I realised this is, she's having a great time. I'm happy. I'm just going to do this all the time. <laughs> oh, so is it supposed to be like every now and again? Yeah, you're supposed to do it like one, especially, it's supposed to be like for a special bonding experience. And... Oh, I see. And but you, you just do it. But her life is a whole special bonding experience. She's the happiest child in the world. It's easier. It's a bank holiday lifestyle. <laughs> I just do honestly whatever's easy. What of the last time you had to say no, though, and you had to go, no, that's not happening? Well, Usually I've, there's a workaround. Like last night, um, there was a tantrum because she'd, uh, she'd got a graze on her stomach from nursery. And um, so when she got in the bath, it stung, obviously. And then she was kicking off because it really hurt. And so I said, I'll get you a Paw Patrol pa- plaster because she loves... And then that, that calmed her down. And then I went downstairs and I was like, oh, we haven't got any fucking Paw Patrol plaster. Oh, that is a heartbreak <laughs> when that happens. So Never what? specify the plaster. Oh God, what am I going to do? But that was the only thing that had calmed her down. Yeah. So then I had to, and I was like, what I should do now is just be like, no, we haven't got any. Deal with it. That's what, yeah. that's what other parents do. I'm quite excited about this now. <laughs> what did you do? I rummaged through uh, the sticker book collection, found a sticker of Sky from Paw Patrol, stuck it on a plain adult plaster and then came in and said, here it is. Cause she's... I think that's okay. I thought you'd gone to the shops in a pandemic. No. Basically, she's a spoiled brat, but I'm kind of packaging it as like something that I'm doing for my but sake. I, th- I think that's a nice thing you've done. I think that is, is creative. I mean, did she fall for it? Yes, of course she did. <laughs> she's, but... she's an idiot. But what happens when she's not an idiot anymore and she gets older and she starts to be uh, be aware of this setup? Have you planned for that or are you just going to continue love bombing? No, I haven't planned for that. I don't know. She'll probably still keep getting stars from me for doing nothing. Have you got a star system then? Yeah, we've got a star chart. But it's been absolutely destroyed because, well, obviously she figured out where the stars were and just 
gets them herself and puts them on the starship. <laughs> <laughs> and I just let her do that because it, it makes her happy. <laughs> but what, what about your partner? Does he have to do more of the discipline or the rules or is he the same? I mean, he's got a bus slip at the moment because she nutted him last night. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Absolutely true. I mean, yeah, I think he probably takes... I don't know if we're, like, good cop and bad cop, though. I think there's just sort of... It's just anarchy, really. He's, like, very, very calm. Or is he just emotionless? I don't know. But I enjoy finding out. <laughs> Do you, I find... I like... I've become more into anarchy in the last six months. Yeah. I, I find it quite thrilling to have my kitchen turn into complete anarchy. Well, I, 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 I can't, I've been thinking this, that I quite like, I quite like to just, let's just, what, why does anyone care if things are messy? Or, I, I think this is just what this year has done to me. It's just like, everything's pointless anyway. I mean, one of the things that I genuinely don't want her to be is like a good girl who obeys all the rules. Yeah. So I'm trying to like teach her. That to yeah, that'd do, be terrible, wouldn't it? To do, I want her to do things my way, sure. But <laughs> but no one likes the goody two shoes, and so when she, because sometimes I can see you her. You want her to have like, a bit of edge. I want her to have some edge, and so I can see her being like, yeah. I I put my toys away, and I did this thing, and like I want a star, and I'm like, yeah, all right, but good girls turn into good women, and then you know. That's how the patriarchy controls us forever, girls. I, I love the way you turn into just can't be asked to tell my daughter no into a big feminist movement. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's probably quite good if she just does whatever she wants because then eventually she'll smash the patriarchy and then it cuts to when she's in, like, youth offenders and you going, I shouldn't have let her nut him. It's good fun, though, isn't it? Yes, I, I know what you mean. You, you don't want a boring kid, do you? Oh, God, no. So let me tell you this. I had a, I've got a friend. I'm going to change the details. I know I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he t- he's got, like, a two-year-old and he was like... um Yesterday she just got um she got a spoon out of the drawer didn't didn't ask for it started playing with it and that's not what we were doing and I I thought should I stop her because <laughs> have I lost my authority and I was like what, what kind of fucking Nazi concentration camp are you running <laughs> getting a spoon out of the drawer is a problem also like, a spoon is a good toy. In yeah. my house. Yeah, that does that. I think some people get really panicked when their kids just mess about. Yeah. And just being they're kids. Like, well, that's not, that, a spoon's not a toy. And you're like, what is wrong with you? If it keeps them quiet for 10 minutes, anything's a fucking toy, mate. <laughs> but I, the thing is, I get what you're saying, Jess, because you, I, you, I want my, you know, my kids to be polite and nice, but you don't want them to be sort of, you know, um, shouted down and they just do what everyone says at school and stuff. They need to be able to hold their own. But I'm a bit anti my kids having edge. Because of the sort of the group, you know, the family circles I moved in growing up, my cousins had a bit too much edge. Um, right. So I'm a bit anti the edge. So was you? Did you have quite well, a sort of? To you too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bit of fun. Just a bit of family fun. That kind of joke. Did you? Did you have quite a sensible like, upbringing and stuff? Then was it quite serious and sensible in your house, or was it silly and anarchy? Oh no, it was absolutely feral. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, 
it is no exaggeration to say that my brother and I nearly died several times. <laughs> As a plant-based cheese company, Dea has never talked about beef in an ad before because someone somewhere once had a beef with saying beef and plant-based together. So putting a slice of Dea cheese on a beef burger, not okay. Well, our delicious melty cheese has a beef with your beef about beef. Because any step towards plant-forward eating is a step in the right direction. Daya, 100% plant-based, even if you're not. Now made with Daya Oat Cream Blend. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How old was she when she le you left the UK then? What age did uh, you yeah. go to America? Oh, well, um, I mean, on and off for years. We kept going and coming back, and then the last time we went, she, she just turned one. One and two-ish, she was in America two and a half and then she yeah she was like two and a half last year when when we left on uh you know when things started kicking off is that why you left yeah well we've been what i'm so delighted about this happening this year is um <laughs> of, of aside from the global chaos is just that like my husband and i have been having this ongoing argument about which country to live in <laughs> and i won and now, <laughs> and it was just so good because I because it just England made such a good case for itself because America is mental obviously and like I wasn't having a very good time because as as great as LA is it's like it's full of people who are sort of you know at the top of their game and successful and that's great and everything but like obviously the other ninety percent are just like Orlando blooms times hard to go. They're just all sort of like brain octane oil. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> you didn't like that kind of LA lifestyle? I wasn't mad about it. And I also really felt like they hated kids generally. And they'd be like, oh, you, you, you brought your daughter to a restaurant. That's okay. We'll see what we can do. It's just not very kid friendly. And you've got to it, drive on a motorway to get anywhere. And that just made yeah. me scared. <laughs> basically so um anyway we came back because my 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 mum who lives so we've moved back to where my where I grew up um my mum who brought me up in chaos as I've said phoned me drunk and said you've got to come back this was like before it all picked you know she was like I've been talking to the girls and um you've got to come back home because my life is you know dictated by a group of drunk menopausal women and so she's so she's been talking to the girls and that means I have to do what the girls have said anyway we arrived back in Leeds and my mum picked us up from the airport and told us that she changed her mind and we couldn't stay with them oh, and we wow, didn't God. have anywhere to stay so we hired uh, we rented a cottage in Yorkshire Dales and it was absolutely lovely and then we had that really like nice time that every you know people obviously were having an awful time but we were very lucky in, in the countryside but then also with a daughter who was potty training and doing that thing that 
they do where they drop their nap, but we didn't realise that, that was what was happening. But that's, you know, that's a nice place for it to happen. Yeah, and there were like chickens and lambs and it was kind of idyllic. But then we moved into a town and now we, now we live in the town where I uh, used to go out. When I was a oh teenager. wow! What's that like to go back to where you were from? It's really weird because the first my when my husband first moved here, he was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing! It's got a tennis club." And he went down to the tennis club and like booked in for a match. And the first person he booked in for a match with was my uh, childhood boyfriend. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a real test, isn't it? Oh boy, he got absolutely thrashed as well, did my husband. <laughs> It's his home court, isn't it? Home court advantage. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird sort of walking around being like, yeah, I got chucked out of that bar. Uh, I don't think I'm actually technically allowed to go in there. <laughs> do you see people from your school then a lot and stuff like that? I do a bit, yeah. Basically, there's a few people who've lingered and then, uh, yeah, some people who've come back. Will, you, will your daughter go to the same school you went to? No, that would be weird, wouldn't it? But, I mean, she could. Mm. And have you, have you, I mean, I've been crass, have you bought a house, so this is it? Yeah, I've completely won. <laughs> How does he feel about this? It was his idea. And does he love it? Yeah, he honestly does like it. He's enjoying it. If I moved to a place, so he doesn't know anyone except presumably your family. Yeah, what? no, I know. But, and it is weird because at the moment we're not obviously missing that because you can't see anyone anyway. Yeah. But I am, I'm worried about what's going to happen when we come out of all this. Are you going to have to kind of make he, friends, yeah. make new friends? Yeah, and he he keeps being like, my husband keeps being like, all oh, right, so what, you know, where should we go on holiday? Where should we do, you know, let's, let's go and let's book a staycation. And I'm a bit like, mm, I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it would be nice for me to go and see some of my other friends. It's hard now, isn't it? Because what are, you, what are we going to do? I feel like this is a new end of lockdown dilemma. It's like, who are you going to go and spend your time with first? And can, yeah. you, and can you bring your children? This six people in a garden thing's really limiting in a weird way. Under fives don't count, apparently. Under fives don't count. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to have a hundred under fives over for my birthday. <laughs> and five adults. Well, um, this is fine because we don't have six friends yet. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so how she get? She, how often is she at nursery, your daughter? Full time, five days. F- a week. Five days a week, now. like nine yeah. to five. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she it did. Um, yeah, it did close for a few weeks because they had eight cases of COVID, and then that oh, wow. was when it was like, wow, I really am. I really, you know, and I kind of felt like I'm a mum now. Like I just, um, I, that's all I can do is just be a mum. I can't do any other work. And I'm kind of glad that I had that time so yeah. that I can realise that like, I do like being a mum. I just don't want to do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Would you imagine that her childhood's going to be like your childhood then in Yorkshire? Yeah, I guess so. Except she's going to be like the weirdo that's got a slightly American accent. Well, has, yeah. she, has she still got, even at year three, has she still got a bit of a twang? Yeah, they didn't. They thought she <laughs> nursery. The teacher said to me that she, they thought that she was asking for a party the other day, and she was going, "I want, I, I want a party. I want a party." And <laughs> they relayed the story to me, and then they realised as she was pissing on the floor that she was saying that she wanted a potty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, 
with your daughter, obviously, her asking for a party at home, she'd get a party. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had, okay. a, we had a party at the weekend. We had a Mexican-themed fiesta. Oh, wow. That's nice. I actually really recommend doing this. Inventing parties to have yeah. for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm do a big you fan do of it? That. Do you do it? Yeah, well, I invented Lego Day and <laughs> kept on saying, it's Lego Day in six days, and all we did was do a bit of Lego and watch the Lego film. But I, oh, I delivered so the info like it was Christmas. Yeah, but what are you getting... See, Mexican Fiesta, basically, I got really excited about it because we were going to have fajitas. And then... Yeah. yeah, we just call that Tuesday in our house. But, yeah, but then you, get, you put some music on, have a little... We had a little dance, did some karaoke. We all got dressed up, not like as Mexican people, just got dressed up. And then... <laughs> Bit of cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah. It must be hard to get a sombrero in the middle of Yorkshire in a pandemic. Do they do them at Tesco? Is that an essential item? Oh, God. But it basically just involved me making margaritas and getting quite drunk and then, okay. and then my husband having to put her to bed and, and get her up in the morning because I was too hungover. But that's why I really like having parties. How do, you, how do you split the parenting with your partner? Because you've both got sort of quite strange jobs that aren't sort of regular. I mean, you're an, an actor and he's, is he the air, an air guitar he's champion? Not, I mean, that's not his job. <laughs> I thought he went around the world doing air guitar. I think we've done well, Rob. Twenty twenty six oh minutes my. to not mention that. We, we both oh. we both wanted to ask about the air guitar. Well, no, but I, I, I thought that was his full time job. The air guitar is that what's his full time job? Can you imagine? No, he's a documentary producer. He works for oh, documentary. I've spent the last three years thinking you're going out with a full time air guitarist, Jess. I mean, there was a time when he did actually do that mostly for a living because he wrote a book about it and he was making a he was making a documentary about how good is yeah. it? Yeah, air guitar. Oh, he's yeah. he's actually <laughs> or just at life. Life. <laughs> well, we'll take we'll take air guitar first, but then we'll come to life after. Because I've always wondered: is he really good at air guitar, or are other people just not bothering? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Exactly what you mean. It was. I mean, it. It. The truth is, he. It was in the world. I mean, the the documentary that was made about him is all about his his failing at it. Yeah, but didn't he get to number two in the world? Yeah, he's only. He's like the runner up. It was a yeah. runner up in America, and then he was a runner. The runner up globally. So he's not even the best. Air guitarist in the world. Oh, okay. So that's not his full time job. I was mistaken. I'm sorry about that. I just say the gigs must have dried up. I don't know if you can air guitar on Zoom, if there's a market for that. <laughs> well, you, you laugh, but the most recent World Air Guitar Championships did take place over Zoom. And they will, and he normally hosts them. And um, I think he is hosting it again over Zoom because they're in Finland, of course. And, yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Good thing about it as well, if your internet's patchy, it doesn't matter if the sound cuts out, does it? <laughs> you can still shred. But then if your sound is out of sync with your your image, then you're the worst air guitarist there could be, Rob. Oh, my God, yeah. Yes. Then, and then you might look stupid. Yeah, exactly. Or, or if it freezes on one massive note, they won't know if you're just like really rinsing it or if it's frozen. But, 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 with, but obviously, whether he's the air guitar champion or not, documentary not. making and acting, they're both sort of jobs where you could be doing nothing for, for a month or away filming and not at home at all. So how, yeah. is it just sort of whatever work comes in, you work out the childcare? Yeah, I mean, I, I do do a lot of um, screenwriting as well. So I'm mainly doing, that's what I'm mainly doing in the day. But I also, yeah. uh, when I'm filming, I just was filming something for a few weeks 
and yeah, I mean, he just basically has to deal with it because I can't bring her to set, can I? <laughs> so, I mean, we did like, yeah, just sort of leave it up to him and then he just has to work. I mean, he starts, because he's, he's on LA time, so he starts most of his work at about eight o'clock at night. So when I was filming, what he was doing was just looking after her. And the nursery was closed. He was looking after our daughter all day and then start starting work at eight o'clock at night. Is he on LA time because of work or he just couldn't be bothered to deal with the jet lag? <laughs> <laughs> he should have adapted by now, shouldn't he? No wonder he lost that tennis match. It was in the middle of the fucking night for him. <laughs> He's very stubborn. <laughs> He's a stubborn man. I mean, it's just a lot, isn't it? Being with the same person all the time. Same two people yes. all the time. I mean, it yeah. has been, it has, in many ways, it has been nice. I'm just ready to go out again. What's your first night out going to be? Disappointingly, what we're looking at is a meal. It's just going to be me and him. Oh, mate. <laughs> mate. No, no, I mean, it's, fu- it's fine. Middle of May. Middle what of have May. you done today? Nothing again. <laughs> oh, look, that waiter. I used to go out with him. <laughs> I've actually oh copped off with four of the waiting staff in here. Enjoy your meal. God, don't. Because I, I, we haven't experienced, we haven't had the full experience of like actually going out around town yet. Well, what happens if, because it's quite a small place, if your kid makes friends with your ex's children and then you've got to hang out as parent friends because you don't get to choose who your kids are friends with. No, I mean, that's very, it's a very real possibility. But then that is, that is any small town, isn't it? I just see it as like, you know, on Made in Chelsea where they all just like get, they just all get off with each other and then they're just mates again and then they, and then they all just like swap and, um, no, I'm not going to do that. It feels like you're going to start some sort of swingers Bay society no, in just, Yorkshire from I, the tennis club. Yeah, as I was saying it, I realised that it sounded that way. I think there is a bit of that around here. Yeah. Well, it's like any it's like any small town, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I don't know anyone that's played tennis with their girlfriend's or wife's ex partner immediately on arrival to a country. I know it's that seems weird. Quite it is weird, isn't it? It's gonna yeah, and it's just gonna get weirder. But the good thing is that I can just go. I've got so many good excuses to just go down to London to work and stuff. So I get to yeah. have my own like little... <laughs> yes. I highly recommend living in a town that's quite far away from where you are required to work. <laughs> I was filming something recently. I was staying in a hotel and like, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. What did you do with your evenings? One day, there was one day where I wasn't required. I didn't even have any filming to do. I just had to oh, wait the day out in a hotel. Oh my God, that must've been amazing. It was absolutely amazing. How long? What's the longest you've been away from your daughter? Um, or filming or? Uh, well, I, I was just away for like ten days actually. Oh, it's quite. A, that's quite it a chunky a lo- time. It was a long time, and I did. Did mi- you miss I her? Did miss her. I did miss her a lot. Yeah, and she missed me because obviously she gets what she wants when. <laughs> she absolutely was absolutely couldn't believe what was going on. Do Do you have arguments with your partner about? parenting and things that you've given or her or not done or, or, or you know yeah I mean well, yeah we were we're arguing we're always arguing about ways of doing things I mean mostly it is just like I he gets upset that I give her whatever she wants but then he he succumbs she woke us up the other day because she couldn't find 
I, I mean, the waking up thing is just ridiculous at the moment. Like, <laughs> there's no need for her to wake us up in the morning. Like, she can just play on her own. <laughs> <laughs> what time does she wake you up? Sometimes it's half five. It's usually oh, he's a killer. it's usually six. But I, I I really do think she can just get herself out of bed and play with a Paw Patrol thing. And you tell her that I've yeah. I've lost the ability to. We had the moon and the sun thing. Oh, you know, right. you got the, one of those moon and sun machines. The sleep clock thing. So it tells her when it's night and when it's day. Yeah, clock, clocky, clocky. Clocky, yeah. <laughs> clocky. And, and then I went up and one day, and it was the moon, and she was like, "Is it all right?" And I couldn't go. No. no. See you in twenty minutes. Bye. Well, no, but it wouldn't work if you did anyway, would it? No, exactly. It wouldn't have worked anyway. But now I've seen that moon every morning for the last. Four weeks, yeah. I reckon. Oh, no, yeah. you just, no we, we just tell them to go back to bed. Well, we used to say, no, wait till the, the, the sun comes up. And they did go back to bed. But now Seriously? they've learned how to make it go into the sun. Uh, oh, they've tricked it. They've yeah, tricked. no, I mean, the sun is never up on clocky in our house. <laughs> no. Okay. That's what we're aiming for in life. But she, like, she came into our room this morning and she, she was like, I can't. We told her, go and play. And she was like, I can't. I need my other cone. What's a cone? cone? A little traffic cone that she was playing with. It's like so specific. It's always like something so weird and specific, isn't it? That they really, really need. Yeah. So we had to go and that that was the thing that got us out of bed was going to look for the other cone. Oh, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think I think they know that, mate. That's what happens to me. Yeah. When I'm looking for something that I know I I, I know I'm not going to find, and I know if I fail to find it. It's gonna absolutely kick off. Yeah, I'd say that is the unhappiest I ever am, and I'm just delaying the inevitable by looking for this glitter that's in this drawer that I know isn't in the drawer. <laughs> You'll soon find the glitter once I've used it. Absolutely yeah. everywhere. Oh, glitter can fucking do one. Glitter really can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I have seen an adult do before. Um, we went to look at a few houses um, in South East London, and some people have diamantes on the wallpaper. Oh, that's classy. So... Have you ever seen that? Oh, that's tasteful. Little no, gems. Never like seen little that. Little diamante gems. Like a wow. vaj- like a vajazzle, but on your walls. <laughs> <laughs> And does that add to the value of the house, Rob? To a certain demographic. <laughs> Did you say, do I get to keep the wallpaper? But that is the house of a bloke who does not give a shit about what it looks like on the inside, isn't it? If, you, if you've allowed a diamante wallpaper... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Had, you're I either mean, cheating yeah. or you're an absolute walkover. You're having an affair. That's the sign that you're having an affair. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, wherever you want, don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. Just take it out of the joint account. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry Rob, about me. You're just walking into the house going, oh, Diamante wallpaper, is he having an affair? <laughs> Almost definitely. Oh, some flowers have arrived for no reason. Oh, I wonder what he's oh, up to. Working late again. The um, wallpaper shop when they get the call from the wife ordering the Diamante wallpaper thinking the poor woman doesn't even know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, are you and your husband going to come down to pick it up? Oh, no, he's on a business trip, is he? Of course he is. <laughs> How many bedrooms are we doing? Four? Okay. Get the diamantes out. The divorcee to be diamante order is in. Yeah. Poor cow doesn't even know it's coming. Um, oh, Jess, um, boy. Is, there, 
Is we go, we do a thing on the show called Crosby's Law where there's something that annoys you about the way your partner parents, but you can't really bring it up in case there's a massive row. Um, is there something that um, annoys you about the way your partner parents uh, that you would uh, you, you would like to say on here just to get out into the open? Oh wow, that's good, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm already noticing that he because he's quite like because of his sort of LA like therapy. Like he sort of, I suppose he's very good at talking about emotions in a way, in that like he'll say when something has upset him, and it, but he'll say it like in a sort of sensible way, like that actually is quite hurtful when you say things <laughs> like this. Instead of like getting annoyed and like throwing yeah, throwing yeah. something, which is what I. So what do. will he? What will he say? I just you know like we'll have an argument and I'll storm off or whatever, and then he'll come over and say, by the way when you said that thing, it was quite, like, upsetting. And I was just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it, it, annoys it, it, it annoys me that... It doesn't me sound that, like a parenting problem. It sounds no, like the reason, your issues with your husband. The reason it affects us uh, as parents is because yeah. my daughter now thinks that she can say at any time, that hurt my feelings. So, <laughs> basically, if, if like... I do actually do some real parenting and ask her to do something. Obviously, this is probably, now I'm saying it out loud, making me realise that it's my fault. But if I say, like, you know, I'm going to turn the TV off and I turn it off, then she cries and says, that hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's not, yeah, but that's not. And then she'll go off and cry and have a sort of sulk about it. It's like, what I've done to you isn't a thing that's hurt your feelings. And having to explain to her that there's a difference between me hurting your feelings and you just not being allowed to watch television is my husband's fault. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> your husband is, is too emotionally um, He's too evolved. emotionally intelligent, yeah. And so yes. she's got all this language around emotions now that makes it so that she can just sort of... Uh, manipulate me. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> you need a good old-fashioned British suppression of emotions. Yes, thank you, Josh. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And hopefully in Yorkshire you'll get that. Oh, I think so. Are you being sarcastic? Do you think the Yorkshire people are? I don't, actually don't think Yorkshire people are repressed. I think they're quite stiff. I think they're quite fiery, but quite stiff upper lip. Do you? Yeah. Don't you think? There's a toughness to Yorkshire, people from Yorkshire. It's tough, yeah. There's only one emotion that's allowed, and that is anger, I would say. And pride. Uh, yeah. Yorkshire. And Just, isn't it? Yorkshire Bank. <laughs> Help. Yorkshire. I forgot, I forgot you did that voiceover, Rob. That was a really good voiceover. I can, I can do a great Yorkshire. What's good, that, Rob? Say some more things in your Yorkshire accent. It's really impressive. Was that a good one? Yeah, Yorkshire it was good. Bank. Um, I can't do it now and you've put me under pressure. Oh, so I've got two mates from Yorkshire, uh, Dom and Tom, who did, did a Bradford Bantams podcast and I hang about with them when I go up to Yorkshire quite a lot, so I pick it up off them. But uh, you're, yeah, but it's a trustworthy accent. But I can imagine, like this, and I, I don't think they're actually, I think they're emotionally repressed as a group, Yorkshire men in particular, but on their own, there's a sort of humble pride to being from Yorkshire that will like evoke a tear as they look over the dales. And yes. you can, I can just imagine the Yorkshire Bank advert. They just pan out on a drone and there's an old man that's sort of left his, you know, assets to his family. And it's yeah. just Yorkshire Bank. But it's undercut 
He's he's looking at it and he's thinking it's absolutely beautiful and there's a tear, but then he goes, "Not bad that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not bad. Because he can't because he can't say it's beautiful. Great bank, great people, great county, Yorkshire. Lovely, Rob. You've absolutely <laughs> nailed it. I've nailed that, haven't I? You yeah, like I'll, my, I'll take that. You sound like my ex-boyfriend. Do you play tennis? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jess, um, thank you so much. It's been great. I really appreciate thank you, you coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought three minutes into this, there's no way the internet's going to hold for the full interview. But it's absolutely done it. Yorkshire it- Broadband. <laughs> great connection. Great ping. Yorkshire. Um, thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. Cheers. No, brilliant. Bye. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Jessica Nappet. I never know if it's Jess or Jessica. You so panicked. I, you I really panicked. 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 You robot panicked. Jessica Nappet. <laughs> Sounds like a pirate radio station. <laughs> she has had a busy couple of years. LA to Yorkshire. Then she was in a little cottage. Arrived back in the UK. Couldn't stay at her mum's. And now they've bought somewhere. That's a pretty full-on couple of years, isn't it? It's a full-on way to live the lockdown, isn't it? Because I've lived the lockdown in a complete kind of stasis, I suppose. My life isn't any different to the start of it, really. Stasis. Is that, that's a good word, a stasis. Yeah, is that the right use of that word? I said it and then I thought, like, like a kind of suspended situation. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm learning, aren't I? That's why some people think I'm I don't thick. know if you're learning from the right person, Well, Rob. that's the thing, isn't it? Because some people think I'm a bit thick because I will ask that, like, on telly, where a lot of people would just pretend to know what someone else was saying. Yeah. So what may sound like... I've been on like, QI. Oh, exactly. But then I'm learning, aren't I, then? I yeah. still haven't been on QI. I don't want me. Do you know what, Rob? Do you know what? What? I don't know if you'd love it. (laughs) Well, why why wouldn't I like it? Because they get to the end of the recording, they say, you've said the word stiff neck 48 times. (laughs) And then I keep buzzing me for obvious answers. And then then someone says something else. I go, do you know what? That isn't interesting. Never mind quiet. That's just true. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I won't get getting books on it now, will I? (laughs) Oh, I don't know if they listen to our podcast. I don't know. Um, I can't imagine I so. Know. Not this point. They've all tapped out by nah, now. They've all tapped out. Is is something? Do you listen to the bit after the interview? Do email him if you <laughs> yeah, listen to the bit after the interview. What? I could really, I could really knock this bit on the head. <laughs> our reaction. <laughs> what we say? Because we've decided to do it, but we don't. No, no one cares at this point. You've all tapped out. It's just us rambling, and all we go is, "Oh, they were nice." It's a weird bit we do because if I was interviewed, and then they said, "Also, we've done two minutes at the end where we talk about you once you've gone." What? <laughs> That's not how it works, is it? <laughs> and then what we do is we finish this recording, then I message Josh what I really think. <laughs> No, no, anyway, Jess Nappet, what an absolute wanker. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, Jess is lovely. We all like her. Yeah. Right, speak yeah. to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.